damn, we're at the midway point of the season. All that Clippers hate you had. All that Clippers hate you was talking about. Look at you now. Just look at you. Hey, come on, man. Why do you do this? Why do you got to lead with a lie every episode? Let's start the damn show. What up, what up, what up? Jason Spells in a snowy somewhat. Eh, it snowed earlier in New York City. Brandon Adler coming to us from Yorba Linda, California this week. Uh, never heard of it. You haven't? You've literally never, never heard, heard of it. Of Yorba you Linda. put me on to so many SoCal cities that I've never heard of in the show. This is like a geography lesson for me. The only reason I know that city. I was in fourth grade and I had to do a, um, you know, a writing of presidents of the United States. And mm. I was given Richard Milhouse Nixon. And he's from Yorba Linda, California. The random shit you remember like 30 plus years after the fact. But yeah, yeah, that's the only reason I know Yorba Linda exists is because Richard Nixon is buried there from there or his library is there. One of those two. Yeah, those are all very different things, but I'm with you. At least you remembered some of it. Yeah, I don't remember anything else about the fourth grade because it was irrelevant. (laughs) Um, Let's hit the Super Bowl because that's still fresh in our memories. And before we get to the game, we're going to get to the culture aspect. About 8.05, everybody, I'm sitting there minding my business, getting ready for the halftime show. And I get a text from this dude in Yorba Linda, California, talking shit about the show. Brandon Edler said the show was trash, everybody. He said it was it was a, a, a low-level performance. Usher had hits, but he did not deliver. Brandon, the internet has judged you to be foolish and wrong. Now is your opportunity to respond. Okay. So per typical Jason Spells fashion, you are grossly misrepresenting what my sentiment was over there acting like this was the greatest halftime show of all time. It was not. It was not that good. It was good. Like, you're right. Usher has the catalog. He has the hits. It was very nostalgic. He took us back, did a great job there. I want to split the performance into two pieces, the piece where he's on the field and the piece where he's on the platform. Peace on the field was below average. It was rushed. It looked messy. It didn't flow well. There was nothing good about it. As soon as he got on that platform, I don't know if it's a combination because the showmanship was a lot better. The show started to feel more fluid. The music was transitioning well. Then you got Little John. You got Ludacris. You got all these people coming in. The back half of the show, I'll give him a solid A- minus for that. It was an average show. It wasn't his best doing, but... Let's be honest, as an artist, doing a halftime show for the Super Bowl is not the easiest thing to do. There's a lot of logistical complications of making it an amazing show. But you were over there, B plus, B plus. It was so yeah, amazing. It was, it was so show. good. It, it did what it was supposed to do. He played the hits. It was up. Right. It started off it wasn't that good. much like Vegas. The only part that was unnecessary was Alicia Keys. We didn't need her. Her. We didn't need all that. But I love me some her. I could have gotten more of her. She came out playing the guitar. Uh, amazingly talented artist. I, everyone knows I am the biggest supporter of her. But Alicia Keys, I could have done without. Uh, and, and once again, he had Little John, Luda, and they had stripper poles on stage. If that ain't for Atlanta, I don't know what is. Man. How can you oh, hate the culture of Atlanta, Georgia like this? Not, 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 I love the culture of Atlanta, Georgia. I love it. As a very critical producer of content, if I'm Usher's creative director, I'm in his here saying, hey, champ, let's tighten up the first five minutes of the show, and you might go down in history as one of the greatest Super Bowl halftime performers of all time. I think he did himself a little bit of a discredit of getting there. 
First off, nobody's ever going to be Michael Jackson and Prince. Boom. I said it. Just not, never going to happen. Uh, the weekend was trash. I told you I'm not a big fan of the weekend. He didn't have a catalog. He didn't move me. His most memorable. He, 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 you say the weekend does not have a catalog is just ignorance on your side. I will say that. If you don't like him, you don't like him. You're going to compare the weekend. He's got a catalog. You're going to compare the weekend. Compare the two. But you, you got to understand in the 2010s, the weekend is one of the most important artists of a decade by far. Him and Lana Del Rey might be two of the most important artists of the 2010s. Two of the. He didn't have a catalog. Uh, <laughs> just because you don't like it, don't mean it's bad. Uh, so that was amongst other things we talked about. Of course, the game. Kyle Shanahan rightfully so, so now has that critique of being the coach that can never win it. It was Andy Reid before. Let's put things in perspective, right? It was Andy Reid before who had that. He's a good coach, but you'll never win with him. We'll see what Kyle does bouncing back, but three straight losses to his head coach, one as a coordinator, three Super Bowls in which he lost a double-digit lead. Got to question your ability to coach. Um, but, I mean, look, there, there are just moments in this game, the punt off of the foot, yeah. right? Like, if that doesn't yeah. happen, that changed the whole game. For Even Kings. the block, field, block extra point. The block PAT changed the whole game for the 49ers. The only part in which it was like the rhythm of the game, it wasn't a fluke, it was the rhythm of the game that changed momentum would be pretty much from the seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter through overtime when the San Francisco defense forgot how to hit Patrick Mahomes. He'd scramble, True. he'd break contain, and you just see guys afraid to hit him. And Let Patrick me ask you a Mahomes question. Picking up chunk yardage, shoot chunks. What's up? Somebody who – did you ever play football? Yeah, I did. Do you know what Peter means when they're talking about that on the air with that that punt? Do you know what Peter means? Yeah, that means get away from it. Get away from it. Do you know Back why they punt. call it Peter? Uh, no, no clue. It, it's like a reference Payne. to male genitalia. And I'm just so surprised that that they say that on TV. Like, everybody knows what that means. Just say just, Richard. I, I, outdated 2024 reference. It's just outdated. We, let's, I mean, let's we can say something. dip on here. You say that. I know, but I'm just saying as them on CBS. I'm not worried about our censorship. I just I'm surprised like they haven't found a little bit better way to explain that. Well, Tony I mean, Romo that's what the sound- players yelling is Peter, Peter. But yeah, they- but Tony Romo sounded like a, a boomer on the show is what oh. I'm kind of saying. You know, Tony. Boomers. Look, man, we love our bo- boomer listeners too. Me. I said this like uh, you know Phil Nance, well Phil Nance, Jim Nance has. Iconic calls of post games, right? Like for the win, all these things. And he was setting it up with Kansas City, and Tony jumped in and stood all on my stood on business, all on my man's call. Tony Romo ruined the last call of the game. Go back to that, that game. He ruined as, the hell out of it. As somebody who, uh, you know, you're obviously the professional here. There's times where I listen back to our shows, and I'm like, I wonder how crazy I drive him by just stepping all over what he's trying to say right there because I am not professional. Now, I'm okay with that. I can deal with that here. But if I was doing a Super Bowl, I'd be like, yo, shut the up. I really would. I really <laughs> would. Unplug my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sitting over there. I'll look. I'll give you the death stare. Like, I just look over and say something. I'm swinging. Did you have, when you were in driver's ed, did your, like, teacher, when they're sitting shotgun, did they have, like, a break on the side? Yeah, they had the break on the side, yeah. See, like, I would allow you, if we ever were to do this professionally, I would give you, like, a mute button for my mic. Like, I would allow you to, like, mute me whenever you want. I have that much respect for what you do and knowing you know how to do it best that I would let you be in the driver's seat. You know, that means a lot to me. I appreciate that. I bet. I do. Uh, so, looking ahead to next season, 49ers already, what, odds on favorites to get back to the Super Bowl. I don't think they do it. It's just so difficult to do. 
but there will be a lot of question marks about this team going forward. Um, well, did but, you see? Because like I just I felt like the defense crumbled. I love Steve Wilkes should be the coach of the Panthers. That defense last seven minutes of the fourth quarter and in overtime. Why hit Patrick Dan Mahomes, my guy? Clearly, yeah. I had the 49ers money line, yo. I did. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have like two or three key, key free agents that they need to resign next year. Money's not going to be there forever. I think they're going to start feeling a little bit of that salary cap pressure in the next year, two years. Um, Fox tweeted out top 10 teams for 2024. I'm going to rush through it super quick. One, Kansas City, San Francisco, Detroit, Green Bay, Baltimore, Buffalo, Philly, Dallas, Cleveland, and L.A. Rams. I don't get the Cleveland and L.A. Rams thing. The uh, I see um, more than Cleveland. Green Bay at four feels like a bit of a reach too, but I mean, I everybody mean, seems you to can't think, make that argument. Look how well they played, and they're young yeah. and they're cheap. But I feel like sometimes ignorance is bliss. Like now that teams have seen Jordan Love for a season, some things about them is I feel like are going to get exposed. But I am the ultimate Packers hater because one of my very good friends is the most unapologetic Green Bay fan to a degree of delusion I've never seen in my entire life, and it just drives you fucking nuts. Look, man, we all have those friends of ours who we hate on their teams just because we want them to be in a pissy mood. Every year, I start off the football season by sending a text. Group text. In it, I say, F the Saints, F LSU, Dak is not elite, keep pounding. Every year, I end football season by saying, we had a hell of a year, guys. F the Saints, F LSU, Dak is not elite, keep pounding. So that's my shot at the Saints. And Louisiana State University, because two of my friends in the group are friends of those two schools, uh, uh, NFL teams and schools. And obviously the Dak shot, because another friend is a Cowboys fan. That is part of fandom in sports. You can hate on your friends' teams because you love your friends so much you want to see them in pain. It makes Mm. no sense unless you're a sports fan. Then it makes all the sense in the world. Fair. Or he's just annoying as shit about it. Um, Real quick, jumping... Yeah, we got to get off the Super Bowl because it's just over with. We well, talk I was, was going to say real quick, rumors that Dak is about to be a $55 million plus a year quarterback. How do you feel about that? Put that bass in your voice like you was talking about Jared Goff two weeks. Hmm. I bet you I bet hmm. you okay with Dak getting that check. Justin Fields, now odds on favorite to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers next year over the Chicago Bears. Last last question I have for you. How do you feel well, about because that? Because the – uh, Steelers just relief, mit, uh, released Mitchell Trubisky. They're going to let Mason Rudolph walk in free agency. They only have Kiss one quarterback. Trubisky. <laughs> they only have one quarterback on their roster, and that's Kenny Pickett coming off of injury. I'm going to take a shot to throw a, throw a little shade at a school that near and dear to my heart. University of North Carolina, because the NC State graduate, we hate on them. They got three quarterbacks in the league, none of them good. Sam Howell, Washington, man, Mitchell Trubisky out of a job, and everyone wants to get hype over Drake May. We already seen how this is about to go. Well, feel free to take him in the top three pick. He I like the take. Up just like Sam Howell and Mitchell Trubisky. I like it. Look, I'm just being honest. You can get angry at me by saying that, but history has proven Carolina quarterbacks have not excelled in recent history. But everyone's going to jump to get this guy in the top maybe one. He's already been talked about as a number one overall pick, but he won't drop below four. Spicy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, NBA, uh, All-Star coming ahead uh, this week, Indianapolis. Are you going to it? you going back? No, I wish. I'm, I, I, I ain't got money like that right now. Nah, man. Oh, man, that's not finesse, honestly. We were going to do a different finesse, but that's not finesse. 
Fellas, yeah. if you're talking to a girl and she was in Las Vegas last week and she texts you and says, you know what, man, Indianapolis was a city I always wanted to visit, let her go. Run. Go. She ain't for you. She for the streets. She ain't for you. Boy, this streets. <laughs> uh, but also going back to Indianapolis, Indiana, this is, of course, yeah. because Naptown lost it in 2020 when the pandemic hit. Um, a lot of activations you'll see going on. I'm kind of excited for this all-star because we get to see younger guys. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a starter. Tyrese Halliburton, hometown guy. Uh, Anthony Edwards, Paolo Bancaro, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Matt. Give me the guys I ain't seen before, right? Mm, that part. Like, like I want to see them perform on this stage. Like, I get LeBron, Devin Booker, Steph, Jokic, Giannis. Give me the younger guys because this is the coming out party for them, especially when you take a look at Shea and Anthony Edwards, who could could make it to an NBA Finals. Man, Anthony Edwards last night, that dude is the real deal. Like just the strength and athleticism, being able to get anywhere he wants to get on the court. Only downfall was when PG shook him out of the shorts. Oh, I saw that. I saw the highlight of that. In real time, that was crazy. Paul George is one of those players who you won't really appreciate his game until he's done. Facts. And I've read oh. a number of other things where, like, current NBA players and older generation guys talk about, like, when you go to AAU and you see all these guys, the player they wanted to be, because they didn't have the physicality of LeBron. They didn't have the mentality yeah. of Kobe. But they saw Paul George, and so they patterned their game after Paul. And you see what he does on a court, and he's a special player. Yeah. But I agree with everything you said about the youth. I think, you know, the league – it's been getting younger, getting younger. This is the year where it just feels so much younger than it's ever been. It feels like everybody we're talking about is like 26 and under, maybe even 24 and under in some cases. I have a feeling Hallie's going to put on a show in Indianapolis. No question. I think the bigger thing is two people who met in Indianapolis, former fans in the city. This town does not get enough love when it comes to putting on anything around sports programming the super bowl was flawless they need another opportunity to host it again in the next five years i hope they get that chance weather pending as long as it's not disgusting out it's going to be an amazing city for the all-star gonna be a memorable one the all-star has been in toronto much colder place been here in new york it's been in chicago right like the cold won't deter anything the city would be fantastic if you are going to indianapolis for all-star you're going to have a ball Everything's close by, hotels, drinks, food, party. The city will shine in doing what it does there. No question. No question whatsoever. But I, um, am, that being said, I will not watch a lick of All-Star. All-Star yeah. Saturday night used to mean something to me. I don't care no more. Mac, I got to see this little white boy throwing down dunks again. If he can defend his crown, it's going to be a little bit impressive. Bro, we're getting excited about the- a G League and a dunk contest. Yeah. We really, we, on that's, that's what we had. show last year. That being said, and it's a G League and a dunk contest. W- one of the rare moments when, when white people are going to be really happy about dunk contests. So let us have this. Brent Barry won the dunk contest, didn't he? Yeah, back in like 1996. The white dude won, dunk won it. Contest. He was in it. He was in it. I don't think oh, he won it, did he? He took off on the free throw line. I remember that. Yeah, he looked like Zach Morris doing it. <laughs> he <too>. did. Oh. <laughs> Excited to see just these young guys. I will not pay attention to anything Friday and Saturday, though. Sunday, I got to check my schedule. If I can find something more fun to do than watch the All Star game, I'll do that instead. But if I ain't got nothing to do, I'll watch the All-Star game. That's a ringing endorsement if I've ever heard one. It's the All-Star game, man. Who cares? <laughs> uh, but NBA players get a week off. Congrats to them. All right, we're going to get to it because we got we, go, we got something for the Sippers. Y'all want to stay tuned on this episode. We 
we brought y'all the fade away. We bring y'all the next iteration. Trust me on this. So we're going to hit finesse of the week now. Uh, we got a two for finesse of the week. Apple Vision Pro just dropped. Me, myself, I see it as a finesse. Brandon Edler, though, on the other hand, is a fan and already said he wants to get that with the NBA League Pass package. For what, $3,500, right? $3,500. Second iteration. Man, what you think I work for? To push a fucking RAV4? No, I need that Apple Vision Pro. But I'll wait for the second iteration. Apple never gets it right on the first one. AirPods, iPad, typically the first versions lack it. It's the second one where they like really fine-tune it and figure it out. So 2025, 26, whenever they drop number two, I'm there. I'm with it. Well, first off, you got to get rid of that raggedy. Look, man, why is it not just shades I put on? Why does it have to have a freaking cord coming down? I got to plug into the pocket. Like, I can't get down with that. Technology, Jason. I'm sure they could do it that way, and then you'd have to pay thirteen thousand dollars instead. So, you know, I'm going to trust that they know it a little bit better than you and I do. I don't think they do. I really do not. There are there there are some there are some where you can just do the shades. I don't remember the name of the company, but they're like three hundred dollars shades. No, different than Google. Google the Oculus. That that that's still like big ass goggles. Like there are some. Yeah, I'm okay with the big goggles. But like the whole, saying, I gotta wrap things. this around my the, head. And the then quality isn't that? as good. Quality isn't as good. It's about the quality, man. All right, you say so. But yeah, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Thirty five hundred. I'm not. I'm not giving Apple thirty five hundred dollars for anything. Include. Next iteration, baby. Never. You think about it. That's that's three hundred fifty dollars a month for the year. Not even three hundred dollars a month for the year. That's like a dinner. That's a nice dinner with you and your girl a month. It's worth you're the not, investment. You're not wrong on that. Because you sitting at home watching basketball anyways by yourself, you might as well do it in a more fashionable way. Enjoy it a little bit more. Oh, now I'm watching three games at one time, and I can see the stats of what's going on here so that when I go host this show tomorrow, I know what I'm talking about for once. Ooh, you see how, you see how he did us, everybody. He sat there and talked earlier about how good I was at my job. And then he just took a shot that I don't know how to do my job. You're All good at hosting. Games. You don't know what you're talking about with the with the actual game, though. That's sorry. That's I love what you. What the though. hell are you talking about? <laughs> I literally sit there and tell Brandon this stuff. You don't want to listen. Uh, the other finesse comes to us courtesy of basketball and Wilson. They have come out with a. If you want to save a thousand dollars from your Apple Vision Pros of thirty five hundred dollars, drop twenty five hundred dollars for Wilson's new airless basketball. It does fix a problem that we've all had on the hoop, right? When, we used to go to blacktops, play. Uh, we didn't have blacktops in South. We just had courts. Uh, you know, your ball being flat. It fixes that, but at $2,500, a lot of people getting their ass whooped for basketball. Yeah, not worth it. Like, you know when you, like, you're playing on a game, whatever, and they don't want to use your ball, so then you got your ball just sitting on the side of court and somebody's going to get it. They're gone, bro. Shit. It's gone. Yeah, that's gone. That's on Craigslist <laughs> tomorrow for six hundo. Uh, but Wilson's that's dropped it out. Offer up. If you remember, they unveiled it last year at the Salt Lake City, um, Salt Lake City All Star Game. I think KJ Martin used it yeah. in the dunk contest, and then they yeah. went back and did some R and D. They're doing an extremely limited release of it. Um, let's talk about its innovation. You can read all the articles. I had one on Forbes earlier, but twenty five hundred dollars for I'm not paying twenty five hundred for nobody basketball. No, nope. I don't give a damn. Looks cool. Looks cool, but yeah, I ain't paying it. And so that thing is twenty five ninety nine. Keep it, bro. I grew up with a three dollar ninety nine cent Walmart basketball 
makes so inflated much to now. hell that it was like a blip when you dribbled it. And then with after two months of it playing outside of my cul-de-sac, it was as smooth as an egg. I cannot wait until we see each other get this one-on-one on video. And that podcast is our first video you podcast. You don't want it. <laughs> That's oh, the funny thing. Should, is oh like you God. just you oh just talk God. this up so much. I'm like, you don't want it, I promise. Oh, God. Yo, we got to. We got to. We got to play. <laughs> it's a video podcast. And we just do like voiceover while the game's going we we do our normal show and then we make comments about what you just saw there like that that's the that's the show that's gonna be our best show uh all right so let's go ahead and get to some for the simple couple of couple of months back i was happy to introduce y'all to the drink the fadeaway fine fine reposado slice of orange it has since taken off people who listen to the podcast people who don't listen to the podcast i see you drinking it you're welcome enjoy it why you sound like Leon Phelps right now? Yes, can I buy you a fish sandwich? <laughs> I'm looking at half if you bottle of my Cavassier cognac because that's what we are talking <laughs> about tonight, everybody. We talking about yak. We talking about some of that henny. We talking about cognac from the south of France. The fine brandy that has been a staple in the African-American community with Hennessy, with Remy, with Cavassier. Um, it came up because... I much like most of y'all, right? Like, yeah, I had Henny a little, but for the most part, it was an old heads drink. And you people, you know, like Brad Adler for the culture, drink Henny. I, I still clear, but I'll sip it. I wasn't really oh, messing. Henny. I got many a Henny story on Brandy, by the way. Yes, um, but I've been blessed in my life to be in different rooms I'm not supposed to be in. As in, I'm the poorest person in said room. And, you know, a number of times I'm blessed to be in these rooms and I'm a talkable, affable, talkative guy. So you're just talking to the guys and you're like, okay, well, we're drinking champagne for the main course, drinking or for apps. We're drinking nice red wines, very vintage, very nice red wines for the main course. And then when dessert comes, we're drinking cognac. And I'm sitting there like, y'all, y'all drinking yak like that? Come on, bro. I know you ain't drinking no yak. A lot of European dudes. So I start talking to them. They're like, oh, you know, I, I enjoy a, a fine cognac for dessert. I enjoy a cognac. It's my favorite spirit. So I started researching it. And I also started sipping a little more yak. I'm sipping on some Remy right now, come to think of it. And uh, I had to reassess my view of yak. Now, once again, Brandon Adler, everybody, as if he's a fiend for Hennessy. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I went out to dinner with this once. He didn't eat. He just drank Hennessy the whole time. Hennessy? I mean, seriously, like I had one glass of Hennessy in front of me. He had ordered another. I hadn't finished the one that he just ordered. That's the level of Hennessy drink of Brandon is. But the cognac of it all, you learn to appreciate the spirit, right? You learn mm-hmm. to look at it in the context into which we view it as Americans and from my perspective, African-American. Like the rise of it, why it's so prominent here. And this is from an article in Slate. African-Americans who went to fight for the Allied forces in World War I and World War II developed a taste for the spirit when they were fighting there. And so when they came back home, they brought that taste back. Right now, America remains the largest market for cognac, but it's more than just hen. Uh, it's more than Remy. It's, it's so much more diverse of a spirit than that that I didn't really experience until I was in my late thirties, like 39. And I'm shocked about that, right? Like 
one perception of it one way is not the true perception. But we as Americans typically see things one way and assume it is just that. Knowledge, man. I love it. So, yeah, we we sipping on a little hen right now. Not hen, Remy right now. Um, and I encourage y'all to do the same. Switch it up. I'm looking for, hen is a delicious. Hen's delicious. Let's switch it up. Go ahead, B. I'm looking forward to having a yak with you next time I see you. I had a yak with Probably. you last time I saw you. I know, but I'm just looking forward to seeing having one next time I see you. Uh, you know, Hello. hen, always a supporter of different levels of hen. I'm blessed to have a, a rare hen downstairs. Um, but yeah, it's it's just interesting because it's always been assumed, okay, this is a urban drink specifically for hip hop culture. And Hennessy has admitted, like they unlike most spirits, whether it's Cristal or whether it's perceived what the whole urban uh, legend around Tommy Hilfiger, but like Hennessy took the opposite approach. They embraced the hip hop community. The minute hip hop started saying, we mess with you, Hennessy was like, yes, we love it. We love that promotion. But for a generation of ours, it is kind of said, okay, well, Hen is this. When in actuality is so much more complex, so much more diverse and actually a very good dessert spirit. Most of the time you will see cognac on the dessert menu when you mm -hmm. go to fine restaurants. So we're going to get Brandon up out the Olive Garden. We're going to get Brandon up out Ruby Tuesday. You better show. Get you Zombie. to a fine restaurant. And you can enjoy one of these hot class cognacs your boy sipping on right now. Why you gotta do me like that? I take back every nice thing I said about you on the I mess with Ruby Tuesday and Olive Garden. I'll go there tonight. Olive Garden is disgusting. What? If you I love oh, Olive man. Garden, I go I go tolerate no. this. No. no, no. This show just took a drastically you different like turn. You like too, I'm sure. Hell yeah. Beefaroni. Did you not grow up with beefaroni? See, I knew we grew up different right there, bro. I had beefaroni. I ate that shit as a kid. I'm not going back. I ate that shit as a kid, too. I'm not going back. Ate that shit when I made $28,000 a year at 22 years old. I'm not going back. Then I might go whip one right now. Let me go find one here in the streets. Uh, look, <laughs> nope. if everybody's enjoying a good yak, how should they uh, How should they sip before All-Star? Stay away from that shit, boy, RD, y'all. Too much sodium. Put your people on so they can put their people on. I'm looking at half-empty bottle of Kavassi at Cognac. That'd do it all for our show. we see y'all back again next week.